0: Hello and welcome to a brand new season of The Final Whistle with me, Daniel Watterson. I'm recording this just after France have won the World Cup in what was easily the second most important fixture of the week, after Hibs put six past NSI Runovic of the Pharaohs in the Europa League. Coming up, James Delaney and I talk through the match. We have post-match reaction from Neil Lennon and Ollie Shaw, but first, let's relive the goals with Hibbs TV's Cliff Pike and Keith Reed.
1: Cambery inside 18-yard box, he's bundled over, penalty Hibbs. Cambery steps up, right-footed. Oh! Was fortunate there, Flo Camberry Tordor Thompson will be frustrated that he couldn't keep that out Camberry didn't strike the best penalty to be fair, but it sneaks under the goalkeeper, into the back of the net and after just two minutes, it's Hibs one, Runovic nil, whipped in by Boyle great ball, and it's Flo Camberry this time gets the connection he wanted in the back of the net 20 minutes gone Hibs and Flo Camberry two Runovic nil Yeah, great ball by Martin Burrell fantastic and all Berry had to do he just stick out his foot to get to pass Gordon Thompson Shaw does well turns away from his marker edge of the box gets the shot away right footed what a finish from Ollie Shaw he skipped away from his marker James Jensen. left footed from the far edge of the D buries the ball in the bottom right hand corner and after 28 minutes it's Hibs 3 Runevik 0 Mallon feints to go for the shot just on the edge of the 18 yard box then does oh it's a howler from Cogger Thompson, Stevie Mallon's shot looked as though it was straight into the goalkeeper's arms but he fumbles it, it sneaks below his body and into the back of the net one back again by sleeve guys, taking a sore one there I think he got his instep stood on Hanlon, threads it through, chance here for the hat-trick for Flo Camberry and it's rolled into the back of the net with ease by the Swiss striker Paul Hanlon played the ball in Holly Shaw stepped over it, good dummy by the youngster and Flo Camberry coming in on the blind side strokes the ball right footed from about 8 yards beyond Thurder Thompson and makes it, his 5, run of it nil. Adam Bogdan has his wall set Knudsen looks as though he is going to go for goal here right footed, in the back of the net what a great finish from Peter Knudsen looked like he got a little bit of swerve on that ball, or it maybe took a deflection nicking off the wall so uh, he's over this one, right footed four men in the it. wall, Mallon hits it right footed, great effort and it's in the net, despite the efforts of Thompson a fabulous strike from Stevie Mallon right in the top corner the goalkeeper did everything there Keith that he could to keep that out got a hand on it could only push it on to the inside of the post and back into the net precision strike by Stevie Mallon and with 83 minutes gone it's Hib 6,
0: Runovic 1 It's a new season of the final whistle, um, sadly we're back James, delighted to have you with me again, um, we're off the back of Hibs beating Runovic 6-1 in the Europa League first round qualifiers, the Seagulls are still with us, um, if this World Cup has taught us anything, it's that if you beat a, a, an inferior team 6-1 you are perfectly entitled to get carried away. So, uh, are we booking
2: flights to Baku for the Europa League final when we get home? Well, we are now just two thousand and seventy minutes and twenty-three matches from uh, from the Europa League final, from um, facing Sevilla Fils- in <laughs> yeah, the Europa, Europa League final. Yep. Um, I'd like to sort of welcome all the Hearts fans who, under the new rules of football, have to be supporting us now. Yeah. And <laughs> um, so, welcome to the final whistle, guys. Um, nah, look. I mean, the message I think tonight before the game from from Gary Parker. Neil Lennon, whoever was sort of giving the team talk, um, would have been make things as easy as possible for yourself. Um, I think the team did that. It was six one going on, 10-1 really. Uh, we had plenty of chances. We smashed the woodwork three times in that second half. Um Runovic, you don't want to be sort of too um you know, harsh on them, didn't offer an awful lot. Um, get a goal from What looks like an absolutely hideous deflection. Um, And I mean, there aren't any sort of any easy games really in the early stages of these things, but I don't think, I don't want to say this now in case I sound like a complete idiot, but I don't think we'll have too much to worry about um, going over to to trough tier, a tough tier next week.
0: You you would almost kind of hope that with that result, um, it would be a chance to, to. bring in a few fresh faces next mm. week give them minutes that they'll be needing ahead because we're still weeks away from the league campaign yeah. starting so you can almost treat next week as, as a bonus pre-season friendly.
2: Yeah and you know it's um, it's a really odd um, start to the season to be starting this season, what are we, three days before the World Cup final um, but yeah it's uh, next week I think will be a, a good chance to be solid, likes of Marvin Bartley Simon Murray uh, and uh, somebody else, Danny Swanson came off the bench tonight. Um, you probably expect all three of those to, to start. Ryan Porsche obviously we know about his injury concerns, but he was on the bench tonight, so it's maybe an opportunity for him as well. You know the likes of, of Fraser Murray and um, yeah, youngsters you know, like Scott youngsters Martin. Youngsters like Scott yep. Martin will, I'm sure, be licking their lips at the prospect of getting a little bit of European football um, next week. But you know, like I say, you can't be sort of too um, you know overconfident about these things. Uh, we still have to go there and, and do a job and see out that 90 minutes um, obviously we've given ourselves the best possible foot in here and yeah, you know you don't want, like I said, you don't want to be overconfident you don't want to be you know, cocky and caught in a position where you're embarrassed <laughs> you know, this time next week.
0: Yeah, that's fair um, to, to take it right back to the start um, considering it's it's a new season not not a huge raft of, of changes in the squad but um, Stephen Marlin came in to make his debut where obviously Dylan McGee has moved on to Pastures New Sunderland no John McGinn in the squad which can everyone will be obviously drawing their own conclusions with that one we'll just need to wait and see there but um, yeah no McGinn no McGee. but I think having a, a central midfield pairing of uh, Slivka and Marlin starting just ahead of Stephen Whitakers is perfectly adequate
2: especially for July We saw towards the end of last season that of Slivka is you know by no means a uh, a player who's going to sit on the bench here. He's, he's here to be a first team player. He showed that he has the quality to do that, um, especially against the games in, uh, against Celtic and Rangers. Uh, in the back end of last season, like I said, after the after the split, um, I thought he was very comfortable out there tonight. Stevie Mallon, we know the qualities that he has. Obviously, it's it's not quite happened for him down at Barnsley for whatever reason. Um, putting a, a pretty solid performance tonight. Gets uh, gets a couple of goals. His second goal is a, a fantastic strike. Um, and yeah I mean you know, we know that we're, we've lost one top quality player um, I feel like <coughs> with the likes of Slivka and Malin in the squad I think obviously Malin needs a little bit more game time to get him fully up to speed because I think he's only played nine games over the past year but we're getting there and you know we still have weeks like you say of the transfer windows to go um, so I'm sure there'll be plenty of targets eyed up um, plenty of targets being considered, and maybe a few deals you know, a bit further down the line that hopefully we can we can get over the line pretty soon.
0: You just wonder as well how much Scottish clubs will maybe be keeping a a, a little spare in their budget for the way the English transfer window yeah, is working yeah. this year. Is it that closes before the
2: league starts? It doesn't it? The day before the um, the Premiership season starts. I think the, the Premiership season starts on August second or August eighth. I can't remember which one it is and the transfer window closes on the 1st or the 7th, whatever. So
0: there might be scope that people are looking at players and they maybe don't get the desired move that they want to, say, a championship or a League One club, or, like, you know how it all works down there. And then that opens up new opportunities further down the line in the window.
2: Yeah, I mean, there are plenty of Scottish clubs who are going out at the moment and signing 10, 11, 12 players. Um, There are plenty of clubs who are, are spending the majority of their budget um, quickly, and, and there is a, obviously a benefit to doing your transfer uh, business quickly. You get players into the squad, you get them introduced into that style of play, um, you know, right from the off, and, and that can make things easier, you know, come the start of the season. But at the same time, you know, I think there's a, like you say, there's, you know, positives to be, to be gained from waiting out, um, and and seeing who you can pick up. Um, I imagine there'll be plenty of, of Championship clubs and League One clubs in England. Um, who are scrambling at the moment to get everything done um, obviously that creates you know, a little bit of, of issue there's the chance that you know, they might not quite get over the line before the, the loan window opens, I think that opens like a little bit after the, the actual transfer window um, shuts so there is definitely scope there to bring in a few players from down south, I know there are you know plenty of players down there um, and, and one or two that will be familiar to um, the Hibs fans who would love to see back up here um, but you know, I think our, our scouting over the past couple of years has been has been excellent. Um, we've got two fantastic deals with the line in, in Stevie Mallon and Floy and Canberry. We've brought in Adam Bogdan in goal, um, who I thought looked you know, fairly solid tonight and everything that he, he had to do. Um, and you know he gets beat by a, a completely wild deflection. Yeah. And not a lot you can do about that. So yeah, I think you know our business has been has been good so far and. I'm sure there's still more to come.
0: Yeah, and it's, I mean, we talk about business, we talk about Malin being a coup. Probably the, the biggest coup is Flo Camberry coming in on a permanent deal, and it's, it's him that within two minutes he wins a penalty, he scores a penalty. Not long after that, Martin Boyle crosses in, Camberry uses his strength getting ahead to get ahead of the defender, make it 2 0. And uh, it's just starting
2: exactly where he left off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, he got a couple of penalties last season that were slightly better hit than that one. Um, but I'm sure he won't care. You know, it's uh, important to hit the ground running. Um, Flo Canberry has, has done that. We know the quality that he brings. I think he was probably the one above all else you know, from, from last season that we'd wanted to keep. Um, so obviously for that to be our... I think he was our first signing, wasn't he? He was our first yeah. signing. Yeah, for that to be our first signing is fantastic because you know, the lift that that gives everybody... And knowing that we have him up front and knowing that he has the quality to score goals like he did tonight is, is just brilliant. Um, his second goal he takes really well. In great strength gets across his his marker and uh, a nice finish and obviously grabbing his, his second hat trick in a, a Hibs jersey. And I can't remember there being too many Hibs players to have done that much quicker. No, to be honest. certainly
0: not. Recent memory. No.
2: Um, he also picked up a yellow card. Um, he picked up a, a really, really soft yellow yeah, card. Yeah. There was a few uh, challenges in that game though went unpunished and a few that were punished with, you know, I don't know how experienced the referee was, but it seemed he was quite sort of, uh, you know, by the book. There's a lot of times that he, he wouldn't let things flow and you said there was I actually didn't quite see it because I was tweeting at the time, but there was a point where he could have played advantage and he pulled it back. Yeah, the guy was completely, completely standing on um, his own, yeah. yeah. You know, there was a few there was a, a brilliant a bit where there was two balls on the pitch, and one got kicked off, and it ended up sort of just sitting on the touchline. And he refused to let Lewis Stevenson take the throw in until <laughs> the ball was yeah. fully off the pitch. So he seemed like a bit of a, a stickler for the rules. I must admit, I don't know an awful lot about him, but yeah, it, was, it seemed like a bit of a needless uh, yellow cards to to dish out to, especially to too his. early on in the game. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was
0: only just after he scored the penalty, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so we're two up. Um, I think Ollie Shaw then goes close, to just missing a Boyle cross. Uh, Runovic and fairness it surprised us that they seemed to have three men in the hips half at all times for that opening, certainly up until the red card, and then they were forced into changing it. Um, obviously, the plan didn't really go to fruition for them, um, but they had a couple of dangerous-ish crosses that kind of yeah. missed a man. But then the red card comes. Um, I will concede that I was doing social media work and missed it at that point, but do you think it's soft?
2: Cliff thought it was a red card. I, I mean... It got to a stage where the game was getting a little bit kicky, For just out of nowhere, really. Um, there was a rinovic player down, Lewis Stevenson goes into a 50-50, um, and it makes that brilliant noise when you notice in a good 50-50, <laughs> where it, it sounds like the ball's imploded. Um, it gets cleared out wide, and, and Martin Boyle goes to take on the, the rinovic defender, and he just seems to kind of... I don't know if he's sort of... Lost the heat a wee bit of it, you know two challenges going unpunished yeah. and, and takes him down and I thought like so given that he's he's boot Canberry for what was I thought was a very very soft um, soft challenge on the Renovate player I suppose by that standard it, it probably was a red card but at the same time you know when it happened it was a definite yellow the, the crowd reaction sure. definitely yeah. seemed to suggest it was a bad challenge I, I'd like to see it back but it, it definitely looked like a yellow card but. For me, probably not enough to warrant a red.
0: Yeah, I I don't think it would it made a huge no I don't impact think either, in the match uh, anyway.
2: The game was already
0: kind of done and dusted by that point. Um, but none of it were forced into a change. They obviously had to kind of sit back a bit then. Ollie Shaw, um, well I was going to say the pack of the bunch, but Stevie Malins free kick probably just yeah. done it at the end. But a great
2: finish, like get some power behind it to make yeah, it three now. Absolutely blasted it into the corner. Um. I wasn't here on Sunday, so I didn't quite see all of the Blackburn game. I was following it a little bit on Hibbs TV, and there was a couple of chances that that Shaw he probably should have taken. It it just didn't quite happen for him. Um, that was it looked like a confidence restoring finish. That um, he absolutely shells it right into the bottom corner. And I think um, it could be a big season for Ollie because you know, depending on what kind of business we do in the, the transfer window and depending on how we set up this season, he could have more of a role. Um, you know, straight from the the off, he kind of got in a couple of months into the season. Um, Last campaign, I think it was Saturday's goal against Celtic at I um, And obviously, he'd been he banging them in for the developing squad before that. Um, so, if you can replicate that for him and, and replicate finishes like that, I think he'll do well this this season. And obviously, it, it helps having a guy like Flo Cambari up there as well yeah. to, to learn from yeah, and from to yeah.
0: yeah, so um, that was 3 0. Um, just before half time, Stephen Mallin picks up his debut goal, He's first. first. Um, I had my head on my hands for the goalkeeper. Um, possible to not feel a tinge of sympathy for him, um, we've seen it happen to us many times yeah. over the last 10-15 years, but um, great for Marlon to get a
2: debut goal. It is, he almost looks a little bit sheepish about getting it yeah. um, you c- compared it to Gilles, uh, Gilles Rousseau I think at, at half time um, I, I think my frame of reference was Massimo Taibi um, yeah, for, for Manchester United well. if anybody remembers that but it's, um, it's one of those ones where you kinda of looked away.
0: Yeah. And then as you you look back just because people are reacting and you've got oh, it a, a of oh. it
2: was less of a cheer from the, the Hibs crowd, it's more of a groan. Yeah. Um I mean it's it's a collective oh yeah. mate. Twelve thousand <laughs> people going, oh mate, no You didn't <laughs> You didn't There are a few instances where I'd like to see something like that happen. To be honest, that wasn't one of them. Um fair play to I think it's Thompson um, he actually makes a really good stop in the second half from, from Stephen Whitaker, which I kind of felt was reaffirming for him yep. um, in a way but that's not one that he'll want to be thinking um, too much about um, it just it squirms under his body great for and um, I'm sure he'll, he'll look back on his second goal a little bit more fondly than his first but yeah I mean at, at that point
3: you just kind of, you felt bad for him.
1: Neil, a professional performance from your team tonight, you'll be pleased with that?
3: Yeah I'm delighted, obviously you just never know what the opposition are going to be like. We started the game very well and obviously getting the early goal, you know, we uh, played some great stuff and could have won the game by more, but um, I've got to be very satisfied with that. What was important to get
1: off to a good start, get off on the front foot for the first two minutes leading to the penalty kick. I don't think Rinovic touched the ball.
3: No, we wanted a good tempo. I think the game on Sunday, you know, stood the boys in really good stead. The temperature was really hot and we were up against good opposition he made. You know, played two teams. So they've got that game in their legs, and I think that they needed that sort of run out and work out. And you could see the the difference in them tonight. There was a spark about them. Obviously, it was cooler tonight. Um, and there was a good good vibrancy about the way they played and a good attacking intent as well, which, you know, was always pleasing.
1: That said, Runovic, 15 games into their league season, we played three pre season friendlies. It could have been a leveller, but we didn't
3: allow it to be. No, we obviously, we had the quality and good pace in the team. and um, it was good concentration. We, unfortunately, with the goal, I think it took a, a big deflection. So it could have been even better. And We've hit the bar, hit the post, and you know we've missed a couple of one-on-ones as well. So overall, I've got to be more than satisfied with what I saw tonight. We know you were
1: very keen to get Flo Canberry back, and he showed why tonight.
3: Yeah, it's a great start for him. Um, hat-trick in 50 minutes. He was on a booking. He got to be a wee bit of a knee knock, so obviously, don't want to take any chances. Um, same with Darren, once he got the yellow card, was, you know, we don't want to lose any players at the stage of the, the competition or even the season, so we're just trying to be sensible and um, with the advantage that we had, there was no need to take any risks. And we played well after that, you know, I was pleased with the subs who came on and added a wee bit of spark to us, so... All in all, it's a, a, a very good start for us. And
1: another one of your new boys, Stevie Mallin, he showed his prowess around the, the penalty area with dead balls.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's got great set-piece delivery. I think his range of passing is very good. That's his first 90 minutes in, I think, six months. And again, that, that gets the game in his legs, you know, and his match rhythm will start to come back. week's training will stand him in good stead, as will, will, will the rest of the boys. And then, obviously, we've got a team to select for, for next week. And then we'll have one eye, hopefully, on the on the Greek tie, which is obviously a step up in class.
1: And for a team like ours that has a lot of players that get in and around the penalty area, win free kicks, having someone that can stick the ball in the back of the net like that is a huge bonus.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, McGinnard's goals from midfield, we're hoping Malin will do the same. It's always good stuff kicking away and It's always good to get goals from midfield. We've got good wide players who can pitch in. I thought Boyle, again, had an outstanding game, was a real threat all night, so... You know, it's um, it's good to see someone pick up where they left off from last season so very quickly. Got something a
1: wee bit different tonight as well. A header from Lewis Stevenson off the post.
3: Yeah, don't know how he's missed that. Even i to scored that. So I was giving him a bit of stick about that afterwards. Sheriff's badge, Hedge. I think he takes a nosebleed like me when he gets in the box in those situations. But, um, yeah, it was a great play from Boiler. You know, Simon missed a good chance. We've hit the bar, hit the post. You know, Ali's had a couple of great chances as well, so... Yes, I mean, it was good to watch.
1: Martin Boyle again started where he left off last season. If you give him the ball, he'll cause defenders problems.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, he's a great little player. He took a bit of stick tonight. Changing Martin is, you know, he's getting up and getting on with it now. And um wants to get at people. His final delivery at times is fantastic. And he's a real threat, you know. he That pace just gets him beyond. He's very, very smart, really intelligent. And... Um, Listen, he's been brilliant for me since I've come in the door and I think he'll only get better.
1: And from your own point of view, you watch the game from the stand, that's another one off the list, though, Right? Yeah. Only two now to go. Two to go. You'll be glad to get back on the touchline, I'm sure.
3: Yeah, it's frustrating, you know, and... Um, yeah, it's difficult at times, but we've put a lot of preparation into the game and uh, we'll do the same again for, for next week and then it's one to go after that, so... Hopefully we'll get a good look at um, the group. Listen, I'm not getting ahead of myself, but having a five-goal lead should be more than enough to see us three and then we can start the plan for the next round. I think half-time was a
0: more than welcome relief for Roonavoke at that point. Um, you kind of thought at that point they would get to half-time, reshape, restructure. They made two changes, they made the final two subs at half-time, but within two or three minutes of the second half starting, it's
2: another cross in for Camberry completes his hat trick. Yeah, and um, you know saw Camberry get his, his first hat trick against Hamilton, I think, in a midweek game here a couple of months ago. Um, the year's not even out yet, and he's he's got his second, and I mean that can only do him the world a good. Um, like we said earlier, picking up exactly where he left off. Um, his goal scoring record for Hibs must be up, you know, yeah, pretty close right, to a goal a game yeah. now, um, if not a goal a game at the moment. Um, so yeah, you know that. The more we get to see of him the better. Um he obviously gets subbed off. Um I think, you know, with that yellow card in mind, I'd be surprised if he played next week. Yeah. Um,
0: I said to you in the first unless half,
2: something incredible happens, I'd be very surprised. I
0: remember Real Madrid a few seasons ago, Craig Thompson was the referee. Real Madrid played a game a few Why is seasons that not ago. Surprised me? <laughs> and was it Ramos and somebody else yeah, deliberately he- got second yellows? I would have just got camp. <laughs> this is this is just me, obviously. But if I was Camberry, I would have just get sent off. Yeah, be suspended for next week, and then you're not running the risk of a yellow and being suspended for a
2: tripolis. 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 Yeah, I mean, I wonder if that was played on on you know, the mind of, of Florian Camberry or indeed Gary Parker on the the sidelines. Um, That's why I'll never be a football manager. Well, <laughs>
0: just gonna get sent off, son. Go on,
2: <laughs> off you go. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I we're kind of go back to that booking again. It was soft and completely needless. But like I say, you know, I, I wouldn't expect Campbell to play really any part um, next week unless something yeah you know, yeah completely mind blowing happens. Which I'm yeah. sure it won't. Which I'm sure it won't. Definitely but, not. Yeah, impossible. Um. <laughs> So Camberry
0: within about a minute of completing his trick hits the post. Um, Brunovic get the goal. We've touched on it. McGregor is penalised. He also got a really soft booking yeah, for that. He also got substituted as well. Yeah, and again, after it, yeah. I suspect should if, have been if,
2: sent off. If Porsches is, uh, is fit, I suspect he'll probably play in place of McGregor next week. Um, don't need to be picking up silly yellow cards um, I think it's Nudsen gets credited with the free kick, he might go down his own goal to be honest, um, I actually thought he was probably Runevik's best player, he looked the one that had like a little bit about him and a bit of skill he looked quite dangerous, he was the one who sort of flashed a few of those, uh, those crosses those corners across the, the box there wasn't an awful lot Adam Bogdan could've done about it, to nah. be honest. Um, it's going one way and he does actually try and sort of shift his feet about that and the ball's already passed him. It's just one of those things. It's obviously a bit disappointing for us not to keep a clean sheet, but in the grand scheme of things it shouldn't really matter. Nah, and it, it made no impact on the nah, game uh Hibbs just
0: it was just chance after chance beyond that. Um Ollie Shaw threw one on one.
2: Maybe like, he shouldn't have squared it but he should have hit the go the target. Yeah, puts it just he blind. tries he tries to go sort of far post and I wonder if going near post might have been better. I mean, yeah, I say that like I have any experience of being <laughs> put through on goal in a Europa League game. Um, it didn't look like Thompson had, had covered his near post particularly. Almost well. too much time to think about it. Yeah, um, you know, and he, he's doing you know, what striker should do and he's hitting it across the goalkeeper, but... In that situation, I wonder if you know blasting it might have been better than trying to place it. Yeah, but I think not long after that, there's a cross comes in
0: Simon Murray. It Boyle puts him with pace. So, but the the goal's gaping for Murray. Um, Stevenson hits a post with a goal gaping in her header. Lewis
2: Stevenson header hitting the I post. I don't know. Is a yeah. sentence I never thought I'd say. Yeah, um,
0: Stevie Mallon near enough wrapped up goal of the season with a 30 yard strike that nearly broke the crossbar. <laughs> yeah. And uh it hit, Hibs are playing really nice stuff. And it, it, all right, we can kind of. We don't without we don't want to patronise or be condescending yeah. towards the opposition, but Hibs playing nice football is always going to be something that entertains fans and brings them in.
2: Yeah, and you know with the greatest respect to Runevic, um it reminded me a little bit of the League Cup group stage last season when we played our growth here. We beat them six one as well. I think. It was our growth in Montrose. We beat, beat heavily here, um, yeah. and it, it took. Couple of minutes in that game for us to get going, but once we were in full flow, we were playing some really entertaining stuff. You know, it, it comes back to that, that whole sort of thing in football of you know our result's better than your result because your opposition was worse. In reality, you can only be what's in front of you. Yeah. You know, this week it's Runovic, In a couple of weeks' time, it'll be you know Aberdeen. It'll be Celtic. It'll be Hearts. It'll be Rangers. Um, Next May, it'll be Sevilla in the final. So, you know, we can only... Like I say, we can only beat what's in front of us. We can only go out and perform well on the day. Um, And, yeah, you know, we did our job today. We did, I think, what most people would have been expecting us to do. And, you know, again, with the greatest respect to Unovic, no, probably not a great measuring stick for where we are at this point. Um, It did feel a little bit like a pre-season game at, at times today. You know, like I say, you can only... Beat the opposition that you're given, and it, it's, we didn't decide to play Rudovic. It's f- a draw. I feel yeah.
0: it says a lot for this, the consistency in this squad as well. That it, this isn't as if every year there's a there's been Scottish teams going yeah. into Europa League at this stage for the last four or five years now, and none of them have racked up a result. Like, yeah, right, with right. the exception of Celtic in the Champions mm. League, but we've seen Hearts lose to poor, hard yeah, time team, Maltese it. teams. Aberdeen, St Johnston have had some shockers as well along the way. So to me, it's all credit to Neil Lennon, it's all credit to Hibbs and the backroom staff for getting them so prepared for this. For teams to to progress and get as far as they can in Europe, they need a hell of a lot of luck in the draw. And I think we're long overdue a bit of luck with your, your European draws.
2: We are, and and you used the word progress there, which you know put your mind in a Obviously, last I season. I forget Just, that one. Yeah. You know, everybody expected them to turn uh, progress neither corner over. Um, and they didn't. They won one 0 at home, and they went away to Luxembourg. You know, I'm sure, thinking that they were going to get six or seven, um, and you know, came back red faced, um, and and not just because of the heat. Uh, you know, it was just, it was one of those completely bizarre moments where you just kind of you sat back for a minute and thought, well, this is hilarious, and then there was a the little bit of <laughs> Stella, you, know, you just kind of hilarious. thought it still is hilarious, and then there was a little bit you thought that's a little bit depressing actually to be honest it's still hilarious you know I don't feel that bad for them to be honest with you. if it happened again this year I'd be delighted <laughs> um, but you know you're right I mean we've had you know the draws we've had recently Bronby I thought we acquitted ourselves really well and we're very unlucky not to go through in that against what was a good team um, I think went on and did they win the Danish league did they, they, put, did they They put they put the Hattabellan out in the next um, round yet you know before that Malmo we went into that with a an awful team. I mean, let's yeah, face it, it was an awful team. The legs of Malmo and, and Manibor have been in the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, and, and but you know, Malmo were a good side and, and you know, they absolutely ripped us apart here. Um, Manibor, again, we didn't know an awful lot about them at the time, but we were a good side, and I think there's, you know, players that matter Maribor were are now playing in, you know, like they, Serie A and La Liga and stuff. They and played Palermo after us, and
0: Palermo, I think, signed at least two of the players yeah. following those ties yeah. I think it's,
2: uh, Ili- Ilicic, I think, is playing at, like, Atalanta now, and he's a good player, and they've got a, a guy at Fiorentina as well, and, I did a programme article about this and I'm pretty sure I've pointed all this out. But we probably were due, you know th- this reminded me, I think I said during the game of the Dienerberg game uh, yeah. a couple of years ago if you remember that. Was that the Inter Cup? Cup? That, that was the Yeah, yeah Total Cup. Um where, you know, Dienerberg weren't great opposition. It was five 0 going on about ten 0 Um the only thing that was missing was the torrential downpour um during that game but yeah, we probably due a little bit of a little bit of good fortune in the uh in the draw, again, there's still a job to be done next week. I'd say we're probably more than halfway in the next round, um, but I'm sure you know Asteras will have been watching this. And you know, again, I don't know enough about Asteras Tripolis, and again, I don't want to sort of you know count our chickens or anything. Um, but I'm pretty sure they'll be expecting an easier ride than we'll get, hopefully, <laughs> from, uh, well, from the 16. The Tripolis will probably be
0: looking at us the same way we're looking at them. They've probably never heard of Hibs. Um, they'll look at results and say, oh, well, they beat Celtic, they beat Rangers last season. We'll look at them, I believe they beat uh, AK Athens in the yeah. league. So th- it's a measure that they're no mugs themselves. Um, and again, when you look at Aberdeen, have been drawn against Burnley. I think Rangers have got a not-too-shabby Croatian team awaiting them if yeah. they get through against... Scusy, I think they are They call Scusy. Sco- I don't know. Scoopy. Yeah, no idea. Scoopy. Scoopy. No. Scoopy. Best name. Best club name in the world. If Rangers get through against Scoopy then they've got a decent Croatian star just a brilliant I could Sean say Con- I could,
2: Sean Connery's favourite team I wish yeah. we
0: drew Scoopy just so that we could record a full podcast of saying the word Scoopy
2: listen to a hilarious old oh, <laughs> <he finds> <laughs> that's how Gordon Scoopy. loves Scoopy yeah. Yeah, just because we're saying it on, over and over again
0: but yeah it's, what was got, the point of the trying to make I have absolutely no idea, idea. Um, but they've got um, difficult ties we've got what looks on paper a very tricky tie but a winnable tie and then
2: who knows beyond that yeah, and that's part of the fun of being in this. Um, you know, it's it's the one thing that's kind of, I think we said this at the end, of, or I certainly said it at the end of last season as well. It's the one thing that's kind of eluded us really over the past, you know, 15, 20 years is that, with the exception of the like, Athens game, is like that big European tie. Um, and this one feels, again, you know, you don't want to be overconfident or cocky. We're probably halfway to the next one against Tripolis. We don't really know an awful lot about Tripolis you know, that means absolutely nothing in you know, the grand scheme of things. They could be brilliant, they could be rubbish, they could be neither and still put us out. But it's it feels winnable and it feels like we've got a squad that's capable of progressing in this. Neil end set a target at the group stage, you know, that is what it is. He'll have his he'll have his targets. You know, it's we're back to that again, measuring up. Do you want to go all the way to the group stage? Do you want that big tie in the qualifying rounds just for the trip abroad? I'm sure there'll be plenty of green and white shirts in in Greece. I will know there'll be plenty of green and white shirts in Greece. They'll all go and enjoy, you know, being in Europe and and just enjoying the experience. You know, we're playing European football, no matter if it starts in July and you know or in September, or, you know, whenever the actual competition proper starts, we're still in it. We're still going to be you know, watching on Thursday night. Um, it's better than you know, being playing a, a pointless friendly or a meaningless friendly away somewhere, and enjoy it while it lasts, basically. And now here's post-match thoughts from Ollie Shaw.
1: Ollie, that was a professional performance from the boys tonight, and that's all you can ask for.
4: Yeah, we knew we had to go and go and do it out there. Uh, we knew that we were a part-time team, but we knew we had to show them the respect that they deserve. And obviously, we got off to a good start, scoring in two minutes, and that that set the tone for us. And we pretty much dominated the game after that. Yeah.
1: You say a part-time team, but they've played 15 league games and we've played three pre-season friendlies, that could have been a leveller, but we got off to a great start, the penalty kick after two minutes, and that settled everything down right at the start.
4: Yeah, absolutely, obviously they're in the, in the middle of the season, so we, their fitness will be good, and we're obviously just starting out in pre-season here, but um, yeah, it was good to get an early goal and get us off the mark. And, I think all the boys enjoyed the occasion, all the fans enjoyed the occasion. After that, yeah.
1: you got on the score sheet yourself. Lovely strike from the, the edge of the 18-yard box, side your man, buried it in the bottom corner. Pleased with that one?
4: Yeah, I'm happy with that. Obviously, I don't score many with my left foot, so I'm, I'm pleased to get a left foot one there. Um, obviously, I could have had a, could have had a couple more as well, but to get to get one, I'm happy with it and get get off the mark for the for the competitive campaign. And yeah, I'm happy with that.
1: Yeah. And how are you enjoying playing up front alongside Flo Camberry?
4: Yeah, I'm enjoying, it, obviously me and Flo a partnership and training and things like that, we've worked on a few things with the Gaffrey and Parks, um, so yeah we just try to implement him in the games and obviously Flo's a great great place and that last season he's came and I scored a hat-trick in the night so I thrive playing up front with him uh, up front with him there so yeah it's really good
1: Stevie Mallon as well in the midfield area, threading nice passes through for you guys to get on the end of as well nice player to play alongside
4: yeah you can see he's got a bit of class with him, he's obviously played down south and he's, he's only young as well you know, he's, got, he's got a good technical abilities and you can see a pass so yeah it's always good to have somebody like that in behind you rolling, rolling you through yeah.
1: and to score six goals two off the woodwork as well their goalkeeper made a few good saves it could have been a lot more than six
4: it could have been yeah but we're happy with the, with the six goals but we'll take that as a f- professional performance and we'll we'll take all the, the positives and, and move on to the, the away tie.
1: Yeah. I think that the main aim probably tonight was to, to try and make the game as safe as possible tonight to make the trip next week as much of a formality as it could be. Was that the game plan?
4: Yeah, obviously it's a home crowd here so it's obviously going to play in our favour so we wanted to go out there and put on a show for the, the fans here and, and we knew what we had to do and we, we knew if we'd, we'd score a few goals and we could get a few more so we're happy with that and we're happy to go go over there with a, with a good scoreline. Yeah.
1: And from your own point of view, Ollie, it's a big season for you ahead. Your, your opportunity tonight, you score a goal, that's all you can do, keep scoring goals. If you do that, you'll keep yourself in the manager's
4: eyes. Yeah, well, I just take my chance when, when it comes along. Obviously, the gaffers trusting me and play me in these, these big occasions and things like that. So when the chance comes along, I've, I've got to take it. And I'm happy I got a goal tonight, but obviously he's looking for overall play as well. So you've got to, you've got to hold the ball up and obviously me and Flo want to link together and play together. And, and I'm happy with the performance tonight.
0: So that'll do us for this week's episode. Extended highlights from Thursday night are now available and of course you've got all of last season's games as well as a huge archive of other classics if you subscribe to Hibs TV. Next up for us is the trip to the Pharaohs on Thursday. Details on how to tune in on Hibs TV are currently being finalised so keep an eye on Club's website and social media for more information on that. Until next time, my thanks to James Delaney as always for joining me. Thank you for listening and join us next time on The Final Whistle.